What's up, everybody? This is Greg and Kiker with the last word. Kiker, how's it going, man? All right. Tired. Getting through Pretty it? Tired. Yeah. Overworked and underpaid. Yep, and it's only Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's only December 1st. Literally. Mm. It's only Tuesday. Um, We'll jump right into this NFL, man. I just kind of want to get some thoughts, like see what you think about this. So the Seattle Seahawks mm-hmm. won on Monday night, beat a very bad Philadelphia Eagles team. Mm-hmm. I will not say that was a convincing win. I'll oh, just no, call it a win. Can, no. DK Metcalf is a grown man amongst, you know, I won't say boys, but he's a grown man. I like you like say he didn't do nothing against Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, I mean, but I will say that, I mean, so the Seahawks, by way of <laughs> – by way of the uh, L.A. Rams losing, which we'll get to in a second, mm-hmm. are now in second place in the NFC. Mm-hmm. Okay? Do you think, because New Orleans, I think we can both agree, even though I don't always like New Orleans, and I find reasons to hate on them, mm-hmm. they are the best team in the NFC. Mm-hmm. Okay? Who is the be- Who is the second best team in the NFC right now in your eyes, Kiger? <sighs> You know, I honestly don't know. The team with the with the most upside potentially is actually Seattle, because if you've seen, they started off the season defense giving them like 500 yards a game, down to four or something, and now it's like 340. Yeah, they're starting to figure something out. They finally start. They got Carlos Dunlap from the Browns, who's athletic, and they actually lead the league. Since his acquisition, the last five games in sacks, so they're getting pressure. Jamal Adams is healthy again, so I don't know if they're the second best team, but their upside is probably the best out of any team you consider for second place. If they played the Rams again right now, I mean, the Rams are a tough matchup for them. This NFC West is like the best division in football. It, it really is. The the the, the, not, the Shanahan is like McVay's kryptonite. The the Rams uh, match up well against the Seahawks, and then you got the Cardinals, who if they can take care of the football, yeah, can can beat any of them. Yeah, the Rams are 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 the absolute wild card mm-hmm. of the division because you genuinely don't know which team's going to show up. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kyler Murray, when he's on, is damn near unstoppable. Well, and, like, and well, he you know, leads his team in rushing and passing. Yeah, I he's, mean, he's, he's ridiculous. ridiculous. And he doesn't take any square hits. Mm-hmm. Like, as, you know, Wait, similar well, to Russell Wilson up until this year, mm-hmm. it was hard to it's hard to hit the guy. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, his shoulders messed up, and I do think that that has made a difference mm-hmm. in their play the last two or three weeks. I'm sure it has. He hasn't looked the same ever since. He's not, you know, at least even confidence wise. Um, I, I mean. I won't disagree with you that the Seahawks are starting to figure their defense is getting better, but I will say that their last two games they played Arizona mm-hmm. and, you know, Murray gets hurt and they have tur- and they're not the same team. Philadelphia's terrible. Mm-hmm. So the but game that, that's the, been the NFC. Okay, though. but the game the two games before that, they lost to the Rams mm-hmm. and they got they got beat by Buffalo. They were mm-hmm. getting hammered by Buffalo and made it made it, you know, respectable. So I mean I, I don't. I'm just saying I don't buy it yet. Mm-hmm. I guess I'll put it that way. Okay. Now, looking at the schedule, they got the Giants and the Jets and Washington, so that's more than likely three straight wins. Mm-hmm. So, positioning wise, 
I mean, that would give them three more straight wins, and then their last two games are toss-ups because they play the Rams and the Niners again. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, are they the second-best team? I don't think so. Will they end up the second seed? P- probably. Mm-hmm. Okay? Um, listen, man, <laughs> I, I come on here every week and talk about how pissed off I am at my, my team, the Packers, okay? Um, but I do think they are better than the Seahawks. Like, that's just eye test. Now... I understand that the, that the reason I am so pissed at the Packers is because they don't show fight in tough games. So, are the Seahawks a tougher team? Yes. I mean, does that make them better? I don't know. I, I really don't. Like, I, I think the Packers are are a good team. Um, and if they play, you know, some uh, the right team, they're, they're going to beat them. Now... If, if, if they play Seattle, I kind of always like the matchups against Seattle. Historically, we've always those have always been pretty good games for us. Even the ones we've lost, even when they had the Legion of Boom, they were good games. Like, we never got blown out by Seattle. The only team we couldn't beat back in the day when Rodgers was in his heyday was the Niners. <laughs> so, so. Those teams had more grit. Well, and we struggle with the Niners now just because, mm. you know, Shanahan's fantastic. So, I mean, I. I don't know if the Seahawks are better than the Packers. I'll say they're tougher. Um, and I, I do think it's going to come down to those two teams as far as who's the, okay, who's the two so seed. Green Bay is obviously their best wins against New Orleans, which was their New Orleans' last loss in week three. Other than that, what's Green Bay's best win? Oh, man. I Listen, <laughs> I, I know where you're going with this. Like, I, I And I get it. Like, the Packers, in my mind, you know – haven't shown up for any big game. So that's why I've been so hard on them this year because if you don't show up for big games to me it doesn't you don't want to be there. Mm. You know? So Well, you brought up Seattle's last couple games. Yeah. yeah. So you got a 24-20 squeak out game at home against Jacksonville. And then you blow a a double digit lead at Indianapolis. And then you beat up on a hapless, on an offensively challenged Bears, Bears team, team yeah. who's, frankly, that defense didn't show up either. I mean, did Cleo Mack even get a tackle on on Sunday night? Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, <laughs> great pass rusher, having a great season. He, listen, he's the focal point of every team, so mm. it makes a difference. And mm. also, they didn't have Hicks. But anyway, mm. I'm not going to sit here and talk about how the Bears could have been better. I don't care. Mm. I'm a Packers fan. If you, I'll say this. I, I got, looking, looking at the schedules, right? Mm-hmm. Packers play the Eagles next this week. Mm-hmm. That should be a win. Play Detroit. That should be a win. Carolina is not an easy win. That team has proven all year that if you take them lightly, they will beat you. Mm-hmm. So that's a toss-up. Tennessee is a must-win for the Packers. <laughs> like, and and I'll I'll say this. Like, it is. They they have got to win that football game, mm-hmm. even if. They are locked into a three or a four seed. Well, they can't be a four seed because they'll never be as bad as the NFC East, which we're going to get to. Um, but they have to win that game just for the mental, like, focal point of being taken seriously. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I'm trying to say? Oh, yeah. So They're not going to win. But, <laughs> but they need to win, yes. I mean, I, I do. I mean, I'm not even looking at it, but just in thought. I'm, I'm picturing Packers falling down next to Derrick Henry. Mm. Like, seriously. Yeah. Um, it, but that's a must win. <laughs> I, I think I think it's easy. It's easier to say that Seattle's probably better positioned mm. to end up with this spot, right? Mm. So I mean, are they the second best team? I mean, that's a toss up, but they probably will end up two seed. 
I agree. If, if, if the Packers played the Seahawks right now, who are you taking? Who do I take in that game? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, you can you can say home or away. It doesn't matter. There's no fans anywhere. Um, I, I take the Packers in that game, just matchups. Just, I'll, say, I'll take the Seahawks. There's something in that in those matchups. Like, mm-hmm. historically, aside from the fail Mary and the, you know, and the epic debacle of the NFC Championship game from 2014. Is that 2014? Well, yes. 2014, the Packers have really handled Seattle pretty well outside of those two games. Now, not three weeks ago, you said this is the most frustrating team you've ever seen them have. It is. It is. So they're not – you can't go back on these on – these, on these I'm not going games. back on them being frustrating. And no, if they I'm, lost this – if, if they lost to Seattle, I'd be frustrated because I, I can tell you how – I'd be frustrated. Here's what here's, but here's the Packers' mo, right? Their mo is to jump on a team and hold on. So try and try, like that's their goal is to jump on a team and hopefully they don't come back and hit us. So you try to hit a guy real hard and hope he doesn't come back and hit they you. They try to sucker punch. Me. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I mean, that's what they try to do. They try to come out and hit you real hard at the opening bell, and then hopefully you you bow down and leave them alone and don't want no more. I mean, that doesn't work. Mm-mm. Not against good teams. Nope. So. How good is Seattle to, mm. to to come back from that? I'm not sure. Okay. okay? No. But speaking of Seattle and the NFC West, which is the best division in football yes, by far, um, I'm not confident Seattle's going to win that division, just for the record. Like, I'm pretty sure all three of those teams are tied. Or, uh, no, or, or they're no. all a game. They're a game behind Seattle, right? No, the Cardinals are two games back. Is that right? Cardinals are six and five. Rams are seven and four, and the Seahawks are eight and three. Rams are only one game behind with a game mm-hmm. left to play against them with mm-hmm. the head to head. So, I mean, I, I'll be honest. Eye test wise, I think the Rams are low key top four team in the NFC. They, well, they are. Yeah. So I, I mean, so the, the Rams play the Cardinals this week. If they win that game, now there's no guarantees on that game. I will no, not. No. It is what it is. The Cardinals might show up, and you might be in for a dogfight. They play the Cardinals twice. Mm-hmm. Um, they play the Patriots, which should be a win. Um, they play the Jets, which is a win. And then they play the Seahawks. So, I mean, Cardinals have the tougher schedule of between them and the Seahawks. I'll say that. Yeah. I think. Well, I think the Cardinals are – are Rams not going to win this division. I don't think they are. You don't think so? No, I, th- I mean, I, with Kyler Murray and that shoulder being, you know, he's he's not 100%. No. Well, they're, I, they're, I, the Cardinals aren't there yet. I think it's between the Rams and the Seahawks. Yeah. And so I guess that's what I'm saying. Looking at the remaining schedules, I think the, the Rams have the tougher road. I mean, because they got to beat the Cardinals twice. They got to beat the mm-hmm. Rams once. And then you got a toss-up Patriots game because you don't know what Belichick's going to throw at you. Well, you gonna, might, you might gonna, only score. Try to take your best. Yeah, and best you might, win, yeah. you might only score seventeen points in that game and have to hold. Like it just, mm-hmm. you never know. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, I'll say this: I, as a Packers fan, I am more comfortable playing the Seahawks than I am playing the Rams. Yeah, I could see that. From a, they, their secondary is the best in the league. Yeah, and, and just scheme wise, I just I feel like McVay is a when they have that play. Well, they, action, try, they try to run the same type of scheme. Here's the deal with the with the Rams seems like offensively. If Jared Goff is comfortable, they're very they're dangerous on offense. And if he's not, then he's prone to mistakes. Yeah, he's not overly athletic. 
but he's athletic enough. Yeah, he can. And roll nobody, out. and they use all the motion, and they they move the pocket more than anyone in the NFL. And if he can find some type of groove, I mean, look what he did. I mean, he had two picks against the uh, the Bucks. They had no running game. He had to carry the team, and he, then they got it done. I mean, they had carry. He had to carry the team offensively. So, you know, and and plus that wide their, their wide receiver and running back rooms are one of the deepest in in the league too. Cooper Cup and Robert Woods are fantastic. So it'll be it'll be interesting. The Wild West. Yeah, I mean. I'll pick the Seahawks just because of the schedules, but I, I do think the Rams. And they have are, a game up. They're a game up record wise. Yeah, and, but I do think the Rams are the slightly better team. I just think that the way the schedules are going to fall, okay. and the Rams losing, you know, I, I honestly think it's a it's, it's a coin toss, honestly. But like you said, Seahawks have a game up, mm-hmm. so they're they're in the driver's seat. So I mean, they might speak, come down to week seventeen, which would be awesome. Oh, which, which that's always that's, that's always what great the NFL wants. That's why they put these division games at the end of the season. Yeah, which is crazy. Like the Bears just played the Packers the first time. You know mm-hmm. the Cardinals and <laughs> the Cardinals and uh, and Rams play this week, mm-hmm. and then play again. Well, like the Titans so, and the Colts, they play twice in like three weeks. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm I'm not always a huge fan of that. Like I I do think you should have a game one game earlier, and then I do agree with one super late game. Mm-hmm. I just don't think you should have two games in the middle. You know what I'm saying? At the very end of the season, but it's whatever. All right, moving on. Okay. Um, staying in the NFC. Mm-hmm. How much drub- trouble are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in? Well, I said last week. They they got now. Granted, they came back and made it respectable against the Chiefs, mm-hmm. but they got handled. Like they they got handled. Um, they got beat the week before by the Saints. You mean the Rams? Rams. I'm sorry. I was thinking the Saints came from two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Are the are the Bucks pretenders or contenders? I said last week they're pretenders. They're a, it's a wild card team. They have no offensive identi- identity. I mean, one week they want to be a power team against the against the Panthers, and it works out, and that offense is on fire, and Tom Brady's comfortable because he's not getting pressured all the time. And then the next week, he's throwing two picks, and they're trying to throw the ball over the yard. They're not running the football, and they're they're not utilizing their tight ends, and it's they it, it's just they haven't figured it out, and it's a little late now. They're going to be on the road. Tom Brady's never won back. Yeah, back to back home or road playoff games. He's not a home. And and you, guy. there's no way they're going to get through the NFC. They're going to win three games in the playoffs. There's no way. Absolutely not. Okay. Tom Brady's not the problem. That's that's actually true. Tom Brady's not the problem. Uh, the problem, honestly, to me, looks like chemistry. Like, and it's just it is what it is. I think there'll be a better team next year if everybody stays together. It might be chemistry. And it, 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 to me, I just Byron Leftwich. They don't get in any type of rhythm. They don't. I mean, it's like they're just like, well, eh, we'll try this. Well, eh, we'll try this now. Well, no, come in with a game plan. Try to execute it. They have two really good running backs. Try running the football. Working the play action. Yeah. Tom Brady is not mobile. I know they had Lashawn McCoy. I saw him on the bench the other day. Yeah, he's he's starting to get passed around. Yeah, 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 yep. yep. Aging back, who yeah. used to be the man, and mm-hmm. now he's just. Is the dude like yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, just just know, a dude. Really good career in, in Philly. Goes to Buffalo. He yeah. goes to Kansas City. He had a good job in, in Buffalo. He, he just <laughs> he just didn't have any help. Well, the Buffalo, yeah, the Bills weren't any good. Yeah, when he was there, they were trash. Mm. So and then he came to the Chiefs because he you know Andy Reid connection, yeah. and he wasn't utilized much there because you know they just they have other well, but they also the told him back. protect the damn football, mm-hmm. and he well, I don't have to like well mm-hmm. then you won't be here. Yeah. <laughs> so it so, is what it is. Um. I mean, I think they're in a great deal of trouble as far as, you know, what they're trying to do accomplish this season. Um, 
I mean, Antonio Brown has looked pretty decent. I'll be honest. I was surprised he has looked as good as he is. Um, but, yeah, I don't. I, honestly, I think he's part of the problem. You think so? Because I think, well, I mean, you looked at first game Why? against the Saints. It looked like Brady was trying to force feed this guy. I'm like, what? No, 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 no. I mean, it looks Mike, Mike Evans is the guy you. I would rather you force feed than Antonio Brown. I've seen him trying to get the ball to Evans more and more the last few games. Well, I mean, I've he watched. should, especially in the red zone. The guy's humongous. Well, between him and Gronk, yeah. I, just, I just don't see how they're struggling. Gronk, other than a couple of game stretch, has has been non-existent. Yeah, he's been extremely. I mean, pedestrian. they don't utilize their tight ends, and Brady used did that all the time in, in New England. And I guess that's kind of my thing. I know it's Arian system, and they keep saying that you know Brady's going to have to learn how to do this. Brady's going to have to work on no. this. But I'm kind of the opposite. I'm like, why don't you, like, have Brady do what he's comfortable with, and then now he's got deep options Mm -hmm. when that other stuff is, you know, once he's set that up. Like, it it feels like they don't set up the short game to build the long game. They just want to air it out. I mean, and and, and that's not going – Tom Brady has the lowest QBR on deep passes in the league. Yeah. That's ridiculous. It is. I mean, it's not like he can't throw deep. He's got the arm still. But – Damn, can 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 we run the football a little bit? Can we get like in, he he needs to get into a rhythm? Exactly, dude. And if and, it, and if they don't, don't ha- and they can't ever do it. And if it don't fit, don't force it, man. Uh-huh. Like you gotta you gotta go with the rhythm of the game, like you hey, said. You know, I mean, but Bruce Arians is win or lose, we booze. So uh, hey, he's he's still fighting. He's fighting the culture. Tom Brady is fighting the culture in Tampa, and he has been. And it'll be interesting, honestly, if Bruce Arians stays with the team next year. Is this the end of his contract? I don't know. The thing is, though, is you you, you want Tom Brady because you want to try to win the Super Bowl now. Well, if it's not working and it's not him and it's the play calling, then you got you might have to make a change of coach. But I don't know who you who you take I uh, think, in his uh, in his place. I think you get rid of Leftwich before you get rid of Arians. Personally. Well, I mean, honestly, they're both in, they're both a problem. Okay, I I so, won't disagree with that because I from the games I've watched, I haven't. I don't think Brady. I mean, a he's throwing eleven picks because that's got twenty touchdowns. Okay, so. I don't know. I mean, and and I, I think also, this is a horrible year to be trying to revamp your entire career at 42, like, and go into a different system. Well, I mean, and that's one you, of the reasons you, you saw him holding those workouts yeah. against, you know, against the, against the state mandates and all this crap, and the NFL didn't like him doing it, but he's like, nah, Dan, nah. New, new players, new system, new everything. I was like, we got to get some kind of chemistry with these guys. So, I feel you, man. I, okay. They're in trouble. They are they're in not, trouble. They're a pretender. They are definitely a pretender at this point. Um, one of the big AFC games, Titans yeah. demolished the Colts. Yeah. Like, it was it was bad. Derrick Henry punked him. Like, it was bad. Yeah. It, it looked like the Derrick Henry of last year around yeah. this time. That's what he does. Um, I mean, he, he's just a solid, solid football player. And like you said, he gets going around this time of the year. He gets better. Like he, I don't understand it. He just gets stronger. But, I, you know, that's the thing, man. He's such a big-ass dude, man. Mm-hmm. He's a big dude. And so maybe that's the way he works. Like, you know, like once I get going, you know, I get in rhythm in the well, season. I get start, you start feeling the punishment. Like, he starts thriving the, on it. The colder like, it gets, the more it hurts to hit somebody. Yeah. And especially if you're a defensive back, you're like, man, I don't. That's like a that's a serious business decision you have to make, and you better you better come with that guy low. Well, I mean, because yeah. he will toss you. We've seen it multiple times. Mm. I mean that that he throw is. that he did to Josh Norman. <laughs> I mean that was a poster that like you shouldn't have a poster. I for. can see Mike Frable rewinding that a thousand times during the game. Like, 
Whoop. Whoop. Yeah. <laughs> so Tennessee is eight and three. Um, and I mean, it just is what it is, man. That guy's a monster. So let me ask you this. As he goes, they go offensively. So let me ask you this. Um, you've got Tennessee at eight and three. Mm-hmm. You've got Indianapolis at seven and four. All right, so you got you got Tennessee at eight and three. You got Cleveland at eight and three, and you got Buffalo at eight and three. Mm-hmm. Okay, who is the third best team in the AFC? Who would you? Who do you think is top to bottom the best team, or the one you would least want to face? And that they can be separate, by the way. They can be two different things. Hmm. Right now. The Titans. This is the time of year Derrick Henry gets going and they become even more dangerous. Because as he goes, the offense goes. Now, that Titans defense doesn't have much of a pass rush. They didn't try to they didn't try to go out and get anybody, they didn't try to fix it. But the the Bills are really good offensively too. That defense isn't what it used to be. If if Josh Allen can keep from turning the football over, they're dangerous. Cleveland is a soft eight and three. They have played the third easiest schedule in the league. Yeah. Okay. Now. And I and I don't believe in Baker Mayfield at oh, all. Oh, absolutely not. Like I think I, I honestly think Baker Mayfield's hot garbage. Oh yeah. Like yeah. I I'm just waiting on them to to stop the experiment. Like I feel like for all the crap I give Lamar Jackson, um, or people give Lamar Jackson, I'm included. Um, Baker Mayfield is way worse. <laughs> like, yeah, he, I mean, because like he's way he, worse. He, he's not. He's not athletic. He's not big. He, he, the 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 thing that he like put his cap on was accuracy, and that's dipped. I don't. I, I mean, they're going to play. Listen, Cleveland goes to the Titans this week, and they're going to smash them. I mean, it might be a low scoring game because the the, the Browns want to run the football. Stefanski has figured it out that hey, Baker, can't have you trying to carry the offense, bud, because you you don't get it done. Yeah. So we need to run the football and pat and Baker's been 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 decent against play action. You're sucking, you're putting eight guys in the box, you're getting one-on-one coverage. I mean, it doesn't get much easier now from a quarterback standpoint. But yes, Cleveland shouldn't even be in this conversation. I am asking cuz of the record. Right. Like I'm just trying to they're, do the due diligence of the record. So I they're, agree they're with you. Soft, soft I agree with you. Cleveland million. is the worst of the 3 no, by far. Not even close. I personally think the Dolphins are better than them at 7 and 4. Mm-hmm. I would take New England over them at 5 I, and 6. I, I, the Colts are better than the Yeah, Browns. I mean, I there's a whole host of teams on this list. I mean, Listen, with with worse records. Baltimore. Yeah. As much as they struggle, they beat Cleveland by 32 points. Yeah. And they're gonna they're gonna want they'll probably womp them again. Yeah. And and Baltimore's got their own set of issues. Yeah. So I, I agree with you about Cleveland, but um, I take the Raiders I'll, over the I'll Browns. Say, I already I'll, beat them. Yeah, me too. Um, I'll say this, man. I think I've seen a better look. Like the Buffalo has looked better the last few weeks. Um, they kind of had that dip for two or three weeks, and like you know after week four. Um, where they kind of looked like, okay, well, this might, you know, the brakes might fall off this thing. And then they've kind of righted the ship. Josh Allen started to look better. They're running the ball better. They, they just look like a better football team. Um, 
But man, when Tennessee has it going, man, mm-hmm. it is they are a very difficult team to deal with. Well, and, 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 and and the thing is, is I feel like Tennessee could pretty much show up against anybody and do that. Mm-hmm. Like their their game travels well. Um, I don't know if Buffalo can do that against anybody. Like they, I don't, I don't feel like they can impose their will on somebody the way that you know that a Tennessee can. Well, Tennessee's one of the most physical teams in in, in the league, and you know it. That would be a, a lot of people don't like I said. Don't, don't, they just don't want to hit Derrick Henry when it gets when it gets to this time of year when he gets cold. Now you get a physical team like Pittsburgh. I'm not saying they're gonna they're gonna keep him absolutely in check, but that matchup is way better. Yeah. They 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 match. Listen, from a from a defensive standpoint, Pittsburgh matches up way better against Tennessee than Kansas City does. Yeah. So yeah. I mean. Yeah. You know, but then offensively, obviously Kansas City's. Would be a better matchup, than, I mean, because they don't have a pass rush, and if you if if you can't get pressure with four and drop seven, then so yeah, I mean, Tennessee's by far and away, I think, the third best team. Yeah, I so, mean, they're kind of a throwback in a way. Yeah, I mean, so, they they remind you of like they remind me of like you know an old school Pittsburgh team or an yeah. old school. You know, Raiders type team from the seventies that's gritty, um, but I, I, I don't. I they're definitely contenders to me. So I'm not saying they're not. I just feel like at some point, you know, if Derrick Henry is off, they will lose. Yeah, I like mean, that, if someone can slow them down, you get and you force Tannehill to try to win the game. For yeah, you, and you jump it, on them and get a lead, then they, then they're in trouble. And I feel like you know. Buffalo could do that to them. Pittsburgh could do it. You basically to beat Tennessee, you have to be able to score, mm-hmm. and that's that's what it comes down to. So, um, yeah, I and guess their offense I'll leave it helps their defense, but it, you know, and, and and Tannehill has shown that they've come back and won some games this year. They have come back from behind, but in the playoffs, it's just it's a different thing because every week you're going to play a good team. Besides for the NFC, everyone's wins that division. They're they're not going to win a playoff game. So. Okay, well, let me ask you this. Moving on, speaking, I mentioned the Dolphins. They're seven and four. Mm-hmm. They're having an extremely surprising season because no, I mean nobody picked them. They're to be ahead in of their rebuild too. Yeah, right? they are. Mm-hmm. Um, wh- how do you feel as far as you know this this last weekend or maybe it was a week ago they took out Tua and they put back in Fitzgerald. Fitzpatrick. And, Fitzpatrick. Jeez, I was calling Fitzgerald. Um, they put back in Fitzpatrick. Won the game. Right? No, they lost to Denver twenty to thirteen. Okay, but I thought I had them winning that. They game. they they beat the Jets last week. That's who I was looking at. That's mm-hmm. the score I saw. But they put back in Fitzpatrick the week before to mm-hmm. try to save that game. Mm-hmm. And this was kind of what my issue was with them taking Fitzpatrick out of the lineup. I was like, "You're winning." Mm-hmm. They they were winning, you know, mm-hmm. two months ago. And I mean, and two has played well, so I don't say that to say like, you know, he's he's just totally dropped the ball. But at least let Fitzpatrick fall off the cliff before you make the change, right? Well, if you're winning, I know yeah. he's not the quarterback of the future, but damn. Uh, and now you got to go back to him when things are kind of weird. And then if things go good again, are you going to put back into it? It becomes this whole damn situation. You see what I'm saying? They, they, I don't, I don't know why they keep putting Fitzpatrick back in. You need to put, you need put two in there and leave him in there. Well, if, I mean, if, you're if, not. Listen, you're, you're, you're probably not going to win the division. If you get to the playoffs, you're not going that far because you're. I mean, you're. I mean, they they're ahead of the rebuild, but they're not there yet. 
And the thing is, there's too many peaks and valleys with with Fitzpatrick. He's gonna he's gonna do. He's like, man, you know, maybe I'll keep him in the game, and then he's gonna play the next week, throw four picks, and it's like, what the hell are we thinking? Okay. But Tua, you got to get him in there if he's the guy of the future, and get him experience because well, you're not winning the Super Bowl this year. Okay, so I, I agree with that. Like, if you're going to make the move, then make it, mm-hmm. right? And stick with it. Now, I, don't know what the hell I always thought they shouldn't have made the move because I felt like they were in contention to do something. But I understood the, the reasoning of trying to get two of his lumps. I don't understand, what, like you just said, I don't understand at all why you would go back. I don't, I don't know. Like, once you start losing games, oh, shit, we better put, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, excuse my language, but we better put, you know, Fitzpatrick back in and try to salvage this. Like, mm-hmm. well, no, you... You made the decision. You consciously decided mm-hmm. to let this quarterback take his lumps, and that's that's what he's doing. You can't. I mean, and I mean, I remember there's an old Kurt Warner quote from when Eli was. You know, they were working Eli in in New York, and they had got Kurt Warner from you know from St. Louis, and they put St. Louis. They put you know they had made the move to Eli. Eli had thrown like three picks in a game, and then they put in Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner ends up coming back and winning the game, and he went back to the coaches after the game. He's like, don't ever do that. Like, uh. like you put him in there to take his lumps, and this is a part of it. Like, you can't put me in, mm-hmm. and then, like, this, you're only going to make this worse. So, I mean, it, I, I agree with you in, in long term. Like, if you made the move to, with a purpose, then keep that purpose in mind and understand the games are going to be sacrificed in some, to some extent. But anyway. I mean, in two of in two his three starts, they beat the Rams, the Cardinals, and the Chargers. Now the Chargers are might be the best bad team. They are the best bad team. You're the best of the losers. I mean they are. I mean they keep losing games by by uh, one possession. And I mean it's if we put all the losers together, you would be the best mm-hmm. of the losers. I mean, they got talent everywhere. It's just I man, I'm, I'm Anthony Lynn's not gonna be back. No, nah, man, and it sucks because I like him. Like I think personality wise, he's a really cool coach. I mean, he's got he's got some alpha to him. He reminds yeah. me a lot of Mike Tomlin. Yeah, just, I, I like him, but but, I, but it's just not working out, man. And he's a defensive minded coach, and his offense is he's got a pretty good smoking offense right now. Like they're doing pretty well, but they just cannot. He cannot make good offensive decisions in clutch situations. I he's, mean, they they, they it's he terrible. Gets super conservative. And it's yeah, not, it's, it's, it's terrible. Like it. it's just downright terrible. Yeah, <laughs> like I this. Mean, there's no other way around it. But I will say, we'll look back on this year and say that Justin Herbert took his lumps. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he's going to be a better quarterback for it. Like, oh, I mean, by he, far. He's, he, he's got the rookie record for three-plus touchdown games in the season. That's He'll be obviously rookie of the year. By, I mean, that's saying something, man. He's had yeah. a great year. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> one thing I wanted to mention before, we're going to get into the Hall of Fame. Here in just a second, right? Mm. But something I wanted to ask you, man. Did you see Marshawn Lynch on Peyton's Places the other day? No. Dude, that dude is like the dopest person ever. Like, do you understand what I'm trying to say? Like, I'm all about that action. Like, Bob. seriously, man. Like, I mean, just quotes alone, you know, throughout his NFL career are hilarious. But he said, like, so Peyton's standing there, and I haven't watched the whole interview because I don't pay for ESPN Plus like you do. Okay? I don't pay for it anymore. I thought yet. you did. Yeah, I used uh, to. Cancel? Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, well, I don't have it, but I saw the clips, okay? <laughs> Peyton Manning said, Peyton Manning is like Peyton Manning, like, right? Mm. He's like the stiff, like, like awkwardly funny person. Yeah. And so he's like, you know, did you have any pregame rituals or anything like that, right? <laughs> and he's like, for me, it's for Peyton, he says, you know, I had to read, I had to read the program cover to cover. 
You know what I'm trying to say? He's like, so by the end of the season, I knew everything. You know, about like every like weird program that was going on. He said, what, did you have any rituals? And Marshawn Lynch is like, yeah, I had to take like, usually I always had to take about a shot, shot and a half for a game. And he's like, shot a Gatorade or <laughs> he's like, no, nah, man, Hennessy. <laughs> and he's like, you took a shot of Hennessy before every game. He's like, oh yeah, by far. He's like, well, did Pete Carroll just have this ready for you? Or he was like, no, man, I kept it in my backpack. <laughs> like, it's just, you have to watch it, man. Like, it's the funniest sequence of, like, like an interview. Nobody's ever. shocked. Like, and Payton's just standing there, like, trying not to look as shocked as he is. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's hilarious. Um, and he also breaks down his running technique, like, just the way he kind of thought of stuff. It's pretty interesting, man. You should check it out. Um, but uh, I just wanted to mention that to you. One thing I didn't, we didn't prep for, but I want to ask you about. Did you watch the fights this past weekend? No, I didn't. You didn't watch? You still haven't watched them? I sent them to you. No. I thought I sent them to you. Did no. I not? No. Damn it, Kiker. All right, I'll send them to you in a little bit. Um, Roy Jones and Tyson fought to a draw. A draw. Tyson. That's not what I heard. No, Tyson beat that ass. Mm. Like, I, I watched that fight. Like, Roy tried to do some little things, man, but Tyson whooped that ass. Like, Roy is lucky he didn't get knocked out. I mean, it just never got to that level, but he took a ton of punishment. And if you watch the post-fight interview, Roy is gassed. Like, and when they asked Tyson, like, Mike, you want to do this game? He's like, yeah, I love it. I'm so happy. You know, he was just so, like, and apparently there's a huge backstory going on with Fantastic. this. Fantastic. Yeah, have you heard about the backstory about this? Like, mm. with Tyson, like, I guess, you know, a year ago, he's about 100 pounds overweight. He was kind of depressed. He's making, he's found, you know, entertainment-wise, he's making money, so he wasn't broke, broke, like mm. a lot of boxers. He's got that marijuana farm yeah. in Arizona. That's, they said he's making a ton of money for him. So it wasn't the money, it was just sense of purpose. Like, mm. he's, he's, de- he's depressed. Yeah, and he's so... He's around smoking weed all the time. Well, I mean... <laughs> anyway, he, most weed he, heads... Captain Crunch. Uh, most weed heads I know are happy people. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, so... He was so he he kind of gets into this, and so for him, like it was a big deal for him to be able to do something that he really loved. Mm-hmm. He's really happy, and you could hear that in his post fight interview. He also hasn't fought in fifteen years, so like unintentional consequences about Tyson is since his career was going so like reckless when he retired. Like you know he was a reckless dude, and. He ends up getting himself together after, so he ends up retiring fairly, I won't say young, but you know, late thirties. You know what I'm saying? Unlike a lot of boxers who hold on way too long, he really got out because it just he didn't have a choice. He was wild. You see what I'm saying? Mm. Well, he's in like so, so he never got punch drunk. He never got like none of that kinds of stuff that happened like Vander Holyfield. You see what I'm saying? So he's real excited for the fight, but they get to Roy, and Roy's like. Like, Roy, you want to do this again? He's like, uh, whew, man, you know, now I understand why they call it a bucket list. Like, he's, yeah, he wanted no part of this fight again. They asked Tyson if he thought it was a draw. He was like, no, but, you know, I'm happy with it. I'm cool. You know what I'm saying? He's like, they asked, they asked Roy, he's like, you think it was a draw? No, I thought I, I thought I did enough on the inside, you know. Uh, you know, I thought I did enough to, to get to win the points, but, but what, would you want to do it again? No, you know, uh, well, I'd have to talk to my family. Like, I was like, oh, my gosh, man. Oh, man. So it was, it was really entertaining. Like, it is what it is. I mean, it's two 55-year-old, you know, you know, drunk uncles, so to speak, you know, getting out here fighting. But it was entertaining. I mean, I didn't pay for it, but I appreciated no it. No one's shocked by that either. Yeah, no one's shocked by the fact that I wouldn't pay for that. Yeah. 
Um, the Nate Robinson fight was extremely entertaining for all the wrong reasons. I mean, that dude, I, I feel for him, man. They should have like, called it. Oh, my I God. The they should have called it. He got up at 9 was wobbling around. I'm like, dude, nah. And yeah, it's bad. Five seconds later. Well, and the See thing ya. was, he just came in with a bull rush with his head down, and then he got hit in the back of the head. He was like, well, you hit me in the back of the head. I'm like, you had your head down. Like, what are you doing, running at somebody not looking at him? That's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I felt bad, though, dude, because that Jake Paul dude looks like a goober. Like, like just the idea that that's who you would lose to, I could see why that would be upset. You didn't just lose to him. You got your ass Yeah, you got that ass whooped. And now you are like one of the greatest internet meme sensations I've ever seen in my life. Like, they're all hilarious. It's terrible. You see the one where Roy and Tyson are in the ring waiting on the call, and he's still behind on the floor on the ring ropes. They're like, they didn't pick this fool up? It's terrible. Anyway, on to the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Seriously, man. Yeah, that's good stuff. Um. What did you so the Hall of Fame class, you know, the uh I won't say contenders. Finalists. The finalists have been announced, okay? Mm-hmm. Now you got your twenty five no, modern day, yeah. Twenty five finalists. So this for, okay. for modern day. This is listen, I, I personally think you've got the the top three are no doubters. They are getting in this year without a doubt, right? Mm-hmm. So you got Peyton, Calvin, Calvin Johnson. And Charles Woods, mm-hmm. right? You agree with that? Oh, absolutely, no doubters. Like, oh, there's yeah. absolutely. It would be stunning. I, I would be shocked. It if, would be stunning yeah. and somewhat rude if those three did not get in on the first ballot. It mm-hmm. is what it is. And I'll just give a quick synopsis of my thoughts. You can say what you want about him. Peyton Manning, in my opinion, he may not be the greatest, but I genuinely think he is arguably the most important quarterback of all time. Like the way he changed the game, as far as audibles, as far as repetitions as far as prep as far as what he was doing at the line of scrimmage i don't think anybody was doing that at that level until he started doing it like and uh, you know we're we've watched Favre and rogers and these guys for years and you know rogers is like some crazy hybrid of everybody but seriously like peyton manning changed the game to me that's my Manning might be the best quarterback of all time from the neck up yeah which is ironic he had four neck surgeries (laughs) so i mean he just did i mean he was he had like every passing statistic when he retired. That's since been, you know, eclipsed oh, by yes. Brady and Breeze, who mm-hmm. just keep passing. Yeah, shit they're back going back and forth, um, especially with touchdowns. He, uh, see, you used to hate Peyton Manning. I never hated him. I did. I did. Never hated him. Um, you know, never liked him either. You know, he didn't play for Green Bay, but you always had to respect him. And the thing is, if he wasn't so good from the neck up. He's probably not a Hall of Famer. He's not. A, he's not mobile. Not doesn't have the, the strongest arm. Throws a bunch of quackers out there. Yeah. But he's like, you know, he had a, he had a quote, and they're like, "Well, you don't throw the tiny spiral." I was like, "Well, I throw a lot of ducks for touchdowns." <laughs> so I mean, and it's true. So yeah, Peyton, I, for, uh, man, brains wise, yeah. That when I, when I think of a guy, when it comes to line of scrimmage. Pre-game uh, preparation. Not saying other guys don't do it. Tom Brady's legendary for his preparation. But when you think of that, Peyton Manning comes to mind. Yeah. But, I mean, seriously, like like you said, best quarterback from the neck up of all time. Mm. Um, and just Peyton Manning, a, a quick, quick deal, and I'll leave it at this. Peyton Manning and Kobe Bryant are the two 
athletes that I learned to appreciate greatness from. Mm. Like, I genuinely hated them both. Like, when they first came in and for, you know, at least 50% of their career. And then you get to a point where you are, if you watch enough games and you appreciate the sport enough, you get to a point where you're like, these dudes are doing some crazy, incredible stuff. And you, you really have to appreciate the fact that someday they won't be playing it anymore. And, and you got to see it. Like, you see what I'm trying to say? So, so I, I, give, I give a lot of respect to Peyton Manning. No doubter, by far. Calvin Johnson. <laughs> I, I think the tra- – you know, it's obviously tragic that he played for Detroit. You know, you got the same situation with Barry Sanders that, you know, we can go into that all day. But, man, I, I really hope that the film of Calvin Johnson survives. <laughs> because oh, well. you had to see it. Like – as Packers fans, we saw it, you know, all the time. Mm. He's just, he was an absolute destroyer of worlds. <laughs> like, there was no guarding him, If the and, and Stafford just had to get it there. I mean, everything that T.O. was close to being, Megatron was. <laughs> and so, anyway. On a consistent basis. Yeah, on a consistent basis, on a very bad football team, mm-hmm. usually. Mm. Like, I mean, he, Megatron's fantastic. Had he kept playing... I mean, he's the only guy I felt like would have really given Jerry Rice a run for his money as far as a receiver goes if he had kept playing. So mm-hmm. that's just my thoughts on Megatron. Kyker, you got anything on him? No, I, I, I agree. You know, you, you, you think of all these great catches, you know, and he's double and he's double teamed all the time, safety help, because that's all the Lions had was Calvin Johnson and Stafford's going to throw it up. And, you know, he, he, he was three blonde hairs away from reaching 2,000 receiving yards 2012, okay? And the Lions have, like, never been good, like, since the 50s. Some division titles in there, way back when, some playoff appearances. He's fantastic. Coming out of Georgia Tech, no one saw that coming. Nobody. Great football player. Nobody, because Georgia Tech at the time, listen, they're not known for churning out wideouts. Yeah, he was – I – I, it was sad to see him retire so early, but as a Packers fan, I was like, damn. Sad to see him Finally. retire, glad to see him yeah, go. Yeah, uh-huh. Seriously, he was fantastic. Hate to see him leave. <laughs> well, the door hit you. <laughs> All right, third un- undeniable, um, Old Wood, Charles Woodson, um, one of the top defensive players of all time, um, really ahead of the game as far as, you know, being able to switch from corner, you know what I'm saying? His versatility. To, was yeah, incredible. versatility, ridiculous. Great blitzer. Extremely high football IQ. Not afraid to tackle. Like, great football IQ, too. Good footwork. Just just a great all-around football player. Like, he just was like that. Um, and, I mean, it's easy for us to say because he came to the Packers and we won a Super Bowl and he was a big part of it. So, I mean, it is what it is, but he's a Heisman winner. <laughs> he's a, I mean, how many defensive guys in the last 25 years can say they won a Heisman? Um, you know, NFL's like NFL Defensive Player of the Year, um, NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year. The stats are on and on. Like, just great football player. Um, I'm glad he played for the Packers. Like, it, it really makes it easier to appreciate him. Well, he is too, because if you towards the tail end of his time in Oakland, first run, yes, it he was a he was a problem child, like a basket case, and they. He came to he came to Green Bay. Total change yeah. from leaving Oakland, California, to come to Green Bay, Wisconsin. And <laughs> three years in, defensive player of the year. 
returning interceptions for touchdowns. He was a leader on defense. They needed him. He's one of my favorite defensive players. Yeah, by far. Because, I mean, and, and, and I would – if he hadn't played for Green Bay, I might not feel exactly the same. Now, he is great. No, no doubt. But he came to Green Bay, helped them win the Super Bowl, and was a total class act the entire time. Yeah, great, great player. Yeah, I mean, he, I mean, he, huge, and I mean, like I you have said. a lot of respect for cornerbacks who are willing to tackle, and yeah. he was always willing to blitz and get his hands dirty. You know, he's like the opposite of Prime. Okay, Prime, great shutdown corner. He don't want to hit nobody. Yeah, you know, Prime gonna force you out of bounds. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Uh, he's either gonna intercept it or force you out of bounds. Yeah. So I, I mean, you got face pretty. Yeah, and Charles Woodson. I mean, and his accolades are ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like just. I mean, it's seriously, when's the last time I got? I mean, I genuinely think he's the last defensive player to win uh, the Heisman, mm-hmm. isn't he? Yeah, I believe so. So, I mean, it is what it is. But um, so here's my question. I'm going to phrase this this way, okay? The list has some pretty big names, pretty good players, players from all over, you know, the map as far as some some guys are great players, some guys were on great teams. Um I want to get your opinion. I want you to give me the next three Hall of Fame players off of this list that you think should be in this year or or the closest to to whenever, like next. Mm. Does that make sense? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm. Um, Mm. Messed up. I'm going to give you my first one, okay? Okay. My first one, and I'm not a fan. I just think he, I, but I learned to respect him. Um, I, I really, man, this is tough. I thought I, I, I was gonna go with Heinz Ward, man. I know he's, I know his numbers aren't there, but Heinz Ward was a critical football player on all of those Steelers teams in the early two thousands. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna nominate Heinz Ward. I'm gonna go with him. Like I, I think he was that good. He's that important too, and also not afraid to go over the middle, which mm-hmm. is a big deal for a receiver. Like you, you just don't see him do that very often. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, like not fearlessly. He'd light your ass up blocking too. Yeah, he, he was a, he was a football player. Mm-hmm. Like, do you know what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. He was a typical Bill Cowher, like like protege type football player. Like gritty. You know, he'd be smiling and playing around, but he'd knock the crap out of somebody at the first, like, at the first dime. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Wasn't afraid of contact. I, I liked him as a football player. So maybe maybe his numbers aren't there, but I definitely liked him as a player. I, I guess maybe that's why I'm leaning towards him. Who do you got? My first guy would be Zach Thomas. Okay. Underrated player. Most of his career, uh, besides for one year with the Cowboys, was with the Dolphins. Dolphins haven't been good since Marino left. Haven't found a quarterback. Hopefully found one now in Tua. And the biggest accolade that guy has going for him, in my opinion, is Peyton Manning, who we just talked about, said he was the toughest defensive player he ever played against. Dang. Ever? Ever. He's like, Zach Thomas, he said, was so prepared, I'd make a check, and then he'd check. He's like, oh, I know, I know. And they made a big deal, like, oh, it's a run into this or whatever. And Peyton's like, no one ever guessed more right more often than Zach Thomas. You know who that, like, and that's not a hate on this next person I'm about to say, because he's not on the list. He's already Hall of Famer. But, you know, everybody assumes that Ray Ray mm. is was, was Peyton's, like, big defensive nemesis. So that's really interesting that he would name Zach Thomas. Zach mm. Thomas is legit. I, I agree with you. He would have been one, on one of the three guys I would nominate. 
totally agree with you. Zach Thomas is legit. And, I mean, luckily we're old enough to remember seeing him play. Now, granted, he played for the Dolphins, so we didn't see him all the time. Mm-mm. But he was revered mm-hmm. in, uh, throughout the league and in every circle that I remember. Like, that dude was legit. Um, so I agree with that one. Um, who you got next? It's a it's a tough position to put in because it's not statistically driven. Okay. It's time to put Tony Bazzelli in the Hall of Fame. That's true. It's time. <coughs> you think about Jacksonville? They came in. It's Mark Brunell. It's Fred. It's it's Fred Taylor. He's an anchor on this offensive line. Okay. It's time to put him in. Quit jerking the guy around. You know. If he he if he hadn't injuries cut his career a little short, but time to give the these offensive linemen. It's like it's the like I said the one position that's not statistically driven. Yeah. But you know who the great ones are. Quentin Nelson is on the fast track to the Hall of Fame for the Colts. That guy is nasty and he's really really good. Bakhtiari's the same way for Green Bay. Fantastic left tackle. You you offensive. It, it to me it always starts with the line of scrimmage. And you can tell when guys are really good. Anthony uh, Munoz, Pace, all these guys. All these former Hall of Famers, these no-doubters. Is he a first-round guy? No, I wouldn't put him in there. Career cut a little short, but it's time to quit jerking the guy around. I mean, he retired in 2002. Let's go. I'm 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 not going to pick Baselli, but it's not out of disrespect. Like, I just I just am looking at the names on the list. Um, so I, I don't disagree. I, like, I... I would totally understand why you would go that way. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. Tony Pacelli is legit. Everywhere he played, he's re- he's revered as one of the best linemen anybody had ever seen. Um, he's fantastic. And he's also a great announcer. Like, I like him on the sideline. He does great. Um, but, dude, so I'm looking at this list, and and I, <laughs> I hated Jared Allen. Like, I'm just going to say that. Like, I absolutely hated him. I could and I hate's a strong word. I couldn't stand him. Let's put it that way. He was always showboating every time he made a sack, doing that stupid like, dinner, time, yeah, whatever time. he was doing yeah. there. I don't know what that was. I thought it was a dinner call or something like some cowboy thing. So it's a hog tie. Is that what it was? Yeah. Okay. Sorry, man. I didn't know. It's weird. Anyway, <laughs> um, but his numbers are tough to argue against. Okay, um, four-time All-Pro. Led the league in sacks twice. Tied for the NFL record with four safeties. I And he was doing that on some terrible Chiefs teams. Like, terrible Chiefs teams. You know what I'm saying? And then he goes to the Vikings. With, and so I, I... It's not... Like, my dislike for him is strictly because I hated the Chiefs back then. And I also could not stand... You know how you feel about him now. I also could not stand the Vikings when he went to them. Favre was there. It's a very dark time in my NFL history and memory. Um, and so, and then he goes to the Bears. So it was just like he was just doing stuff to piss me off. Like, personally. So like, obviously, it was What would piss Greg off. off the most? Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, good grief, man. Go somewhere else. But he was a fantastic football player. Like, I, I, I think he's pretty close to a first ballot Hall of Famer. I got Jared Allen next. Okay. Okay. Um, I, can't really, I can't really argue with that. Okay. Um. My third pick, okay? And this is tough, man. So, 
I think it's a toss-up between Torrey Holt and Reggie Wayne. Okay? Those guys were both fantastic. Like, and I, I'm old enough to remember seeing them play. And that's one of the benefits of, like, you know, as you get older, you, you remember watching people. Torrey Holt was, was like, that team was, like, <laughs> the, greatest show on turf. the greatest show on turf was literally the greatest show on turf. Mm-hmm. Like, if those guys got to running, it was a track meet and the game was over. I mean, I remember them beating the Packers in the uh, in the NFC, I want to say NFC Championship, maybe it was the NFC Divisional Round, and Kurt Warner had, like, five touchdowns. And, I mean, they just ran the crap out of the Packers that year. And, I mean, that was always where you get your famous Brett Favre quote that you always use, where he was like, <laughs> threw six where picks. he threw six picks. And Why'd you keep throwing it in there, Brett? Well, because three-yard passes are going to get you back in the game. Yeah, and, I mean, we got to be by... We got beat by 25, and we were never in the game, and it was terrible. So I remember watching that team up close and personal. It sucked. Like, they dominated the NFC for, like, three years. Um, and Reggie Wayne, man, like, plays from 01 to 14. Fantastic football player. Now, granted, he played with Peyton, so that helps a lot. Oh, yeah. But he also was pretty good with Andrew Luck. Like, he also was the reliable receiver for Andrew Luck when Andrew Luck came into the league. So – I mean, it's a toss-up to me. I, I'll go with Holt just because I think he, you know, he's a little older. I think he deserves to be up there a little quicker, but, but it's a toss-up. Like, they're, they're both, to me, great, unforgettable receivers. Complimentary receivers, so that's kind of the tricky part for their careers. You know, Torrey Holt had Isaac Bruce. Um, Reggie Wayne had Marvin Harrison. So, anyway, toss-up, who you got? Or who you, who's your pick? Not You don't have to say that's toss-up. I was going to say, Isaac Bruce made it last year, so if Torrey Holt made it this year, then... It it makes Uh, sense. I'm going to go back defensively. That's fine. And and people can call me a homer for saying it. Don't care. Leroy Butler. It's time. You are totally a homer. No. That's totally a homer. That's a homer pick. Is it? So he's not a Hall of Famer? No, he is. He's just... I just don't think he should get in. He's... he's, To me, his his year to get in is going to be a slower year. And this this is not a slower year. Mm. This is, I mean, is is? Let me ask you this: Is Leroy Butler better than John Lynch? Was he better than John Lynch? Mm. Was he better than? I'll give you the nod above Rodney Harrison, even though that was pretty tough. But he was not better than John Lynch, not in my book. John Lynch was a fantastic safety, mm-hmm. like fantastic. You had the game plan for that dude, and he went head hunting every day. Mm-hmm. He's also play part of a much uh, greater defense with two other Hall of Famers and Derek Brooks and Warren Sapp. Won't argue that. So, I mean, granted, Leroy did play with Reggie White at one time, but who who else did he play with? <laughs> Nobody. And it's not like – and Reggie wasn't in Green Bay forever. Some of, the, some of these picks are also – it's been long enough. Like – Tory Holt should have been in by now. I agree That's with true. that. Okay. Okay. You shouldn't. These guys shouldn't. Why, why, I don't know why. Either they are or they aren't. I also don't some think. Some guys aren't first ballot guys. Well, and, but, and, I mean, my God, it's been 20 years. I mean, same situation. I think Darren Woodson's a Hall of Famer. Like, he was on. He was a, like, very important piece to some very good Cowboys teams. And this is kind of where you get in the tricky territory. See, right? and I think Patrick Wilson's is a Hall of Famer. I just wouldn't put him in first battle. Exactly. I, I, totally I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. I think that's why Luke Keekley's going to get in because you look at him and Patrick Wilson, their careers are basically identical. Yeah. Five, Both five-time All-Pros. 
Five times. And they, only, play, they, and, play, they play like eight seasons. Yeah, they only play like eight years. So yeah, I, I agree with you. I just don't think they're first ballots. Okay. Well, I, no, I mean, yeah. I mean, part of that is is uh, length of time. Man, that's safe. Jared Allen. So that's is a Hall of Famer to me too. So that safety class is tough though, uh-huh. because you got Woodson, like you said, like I said, you got you got Darren Woodson. Harrison's the the winner, and he played in bigger games because he played in more of them. Yeah. So, or um, Harrison, I'm sorry. So. Uh, it, it, it's going to be tough. I, well, I mean, I honestly, I don't know who all gets in first ballot. You know, so I mean, not so, a lot of these guys aren't even first ballot guys. Yeah. So you know, I mean, Reggie Wayne's been on the ballot before. Tory Holt's been on the ballot. Zach Thomas, Alan Fanica. I mean, you know, I, I feel really. <laughs> they, okay. Here's a here's a. I'll throw an all ball to you here. What about Steve Tasker? He he he's on. He's been on the list for. Forever in a day. Special team specialist. Pro- arguably one of the greatest ever. You know, Cordell Patterson's making his mark with touchdown returns. Obviously, Devin Hester's, you know, by far number one when it comes to special team players. I don't know if Steve Jackson ever gets in. But you do have a punter in, in Ray Guy. Yeah. So... I mean, I, I, mean think, I, think, I, think, I think he's a Hall of Famer. And the, the sad part about, like, these guys that have to wait forever, like, the one that always comes to mind for me, you know, Packer, is, uh, is gosh, I just lost his name, uh, Kramer. Oh, yeah. Like, he had to wait, like, 40 years. He had to wait, like, 40 years. Mm-hmm. Like, what if he had died? Like, and I mean, that, that, and that's the crappy thing. I mean, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, yeah. damn. Like, what if he had died and never got to see the day he was in the, It's just like some of the... I mean, dang. Death. Well, like, at that, it, it almost seemed to the point of, like, how many of these Lombardi Packers are we going to put in? Well, I don't give a damn. I know. Put them all I, in. I, 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 what I'm saying is... No, I I mean, that's what... I think some of that's like a blind view. Like, well, we got, we got Forrest Gregg in, and we have... We, well, we got Jim Taylor, and Paul Horning, and Bart Starr, and, and Willie Wood, and, and, uh, and, and Robinson, and Nitschke, and... Well, and that's that's the problem, mm-hmm. you know, for for Darren Woodson. Do they deserve to be in? That's well, the fact, that's, and that's it. the problem for like Darren Woodson is that he's a part of you know an all time great '90s Cowboys team. Mm-hmm. You know, Moose is probably. I'm I mean, sure when, Moose is in. When you think of the Cowboys, Smith you don't in. think Darren Woodson, but that doesn't mean he wasn't a great player. Yeah, I mean, he was important. Like <laughs> seriously, what do you? Who do you think was doing that before Dion got there? Him. And Dion wasn't about hitting nobody, like we said. So Darren, somebody had to do the dirty work. You see what I'm saying? But it is what it is, man. Um, I guess that's all I got. I mean, it's it's a stacked. Like when you look at this list, it's a good list. I don't I don't think you can, I don't think you can get it wrong. We're getting into this area now where we've seen like all these new finals play. We've seen all of them play. Yeah. At least some. Yeah. And now it's like, damn. I remember back. I remember this. I remember this. Yeah. I remember that. You know, you didn't. You know, I mean, <clears throat> like. Uh, okay, Willie Anderson. I remember him. Okay, well, like Clay Matthews Sr. I don't remember that guy. No, no. I, I know, honestly thought it was Clay Matthews Jr. when I first read it. Yeah, he got long. I was like, dang. Yeah, I mean, you know, he played. In, he started in '78, ended in '96. You know, I mean, the Matthews have got like a bloodline of, of guys because Bruce, Bruce Matthews is a obvious. I mean, one of the best offensive linemen to ever play. Yeah. So I mean, you still got some of them guys. And you know, like, like Baselli, tell him his career. I remember some, very little. Yeah, you know, and it's just like, it's it's a fascinating class, man. I'll be honest. As long as Calvin Johnson, Peyton Manning, 
and uh, Charles Woodson and Charles Woodson get in, which they will. After that, it you I don't really think you can do any wrong, honestly. Like mm. looking at the list, you could reach back and not put in any of the, you know the other top three new people. And go back and go get Baselli, mm-hmm. you know, and two or three other these other guys that have been on the list for a while, and call it good. And I don't think anybody would be that pissed. No. So yeah, anyway, the, the, it, it's extremely top heavy from the fact that you got those three guys, and and Johnson, Woodson, and Manning, and they're no doubters. They'll get in. They'll headline the class, and then you know whoever the veterans committee puts in. All right, big games coming up this week. I just wanted to make a couple quick picks and see what you think here. Um, Let's see here. Do the Browns have a prayer against the Titans? Uh, I'm going to take the Titans. I think the Browns are a soft 8-3. and and It might be a low-scoring game, but that's kind of what Tennessee wants. They want to pound the rock. They want to keep their defense off the field, and that's just – it would it would take us it would be a statement win from the Browns if they pulled that out, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. It'd be a huge it much bigger win for the Browns than it, obviously than it would be for the Titans. Yeah. I, I mean Titans are they expect- should beat Cleveland and I think they will. Titans are expected to win that game. Rams, Cardinals. I got the Rams. This is a must win oh, game for them to keep pace. Mm-hmm. So I got the Rams. I think they find a way to pull it out. I also am not a hundred percent like confident in Kyler Murray's shoulder. Yeah, I mean if he if he's banged up then that's that's gonna hurt him. And you're going to put Ramsey on Hopkins, who I'm not going to say he's going to completely shut him down, but it's going to slow him down significantly. I'll, ta- I'll take the Rams. Okay. Um, last, I'll say, I mean, it's not a ton of great games this week. I just want you to know that. Mm. Um, Bills, Niners. Niners, oh. Niners. if they show up, they give anybody a problem. Mm-hmm. So that's why I picked this game. I'll, t- I'll, I'll, I'll take the Bills. Um, you know, the, the, the Niners had a big win last week against the Rams. Uh, man, Shanahan's got McVay. He's got his nuts in a vice or something. It's crazy. I mean, he's just got his number. You know, the the teacher, the protege has not surpassed the teacher. So, you know, the Niners can give you a game. Uh, Nick Mullins, can he can he do it two weeks in a row? I don't know. I still think the the Niners are too depleted. On um, defense to slow this aerial attack of the Bills down, and if Josh Allen can keep from being a total idiot and all these bonehead plays he tries to make and play within himself and within the offense, the Bills should win this game. Um, I I'm gonna go Bills just because I think they're the better team and they have the better quarterback and they're healthier and they're healthy and I I think that they're just set up to win it. But I I will not be 100 percent surprised because I just. Oh, no. I, mean, I, I think it's Kyle. It's a game. Yeah, sure. Kyle Shanahan, Shanahan is a good coach. I did not think they would beat the Rams last week, and they found a way to do it. So, I mean, I just, I mean, McVay has a hard time with the Niners. I don't. Well, it's, it's the just, schemes, man. They know each other's schemes. It's, uh-huh. it's the same thing I said, you know, about, and I, I mean, I try not to go down this rabbit hole, but same thing I said about Gruden and Andy Reid. Like, those guys coached together 25 years ago. And know each other well, so if well, any, and it's, also, and it's a division. Yeah, it, it's in division, and, and the Raiders are ahead. Of, I mean, they had a, they got shellacked by the Falcons, but they're ahead of their rebuild, and they they beat the Chiefs once. It's a huge confidence booster for them, and it you know, I I I, I hate this. Well, it's a divisional game stuff all the time because sometimes I'm like, give me a break. Yeah, but then, and, but sometimes you know, it, you know, the Raiders are a good team. Are they really good? I wouldn't say that. Are they great? Obviously not. But I mean, I'm just saying. 
Let me ask you a quick question. I, I'm, we're going to get into this more next week. Okay. okay? The NFC East is a is a beautiful dumpster fire yeah, to watch. It's a straight tire. Fire. Oh man, but it's beautiful. Like oh. it's like it's like you can see like blue flames in it. You know what I'm trying to and say? It's hot. And it's like, man, you know that looks really cool. Mm. So yeah, you can't. It's a train wreck. You can't look away. You from can't it. look away. Like mm. you're just like this is incredible. Mm. Um, right now, the New York Football Giants are in first place. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, the funny thing is, I feel like the two best teams are the two top teams in the league. I mean, in that division, I feel like the Redskins are, you know, the second best team. They are the Washington football team. Oh, damn. You racist. Man, that's killing that, me. That, I know, because that's like the fourth time in the last two weeks. That's killing me. Dude. I mean, just say Washington. Me. I just, anyway, I'm not going to get into that. Yeah. Washington is one, is, is I've, I'm personally rooting for Washington. You're offending our listeners. I'm rooting, <laughs> I'm rooting for Washington because I, I just, the Alex Smith story is incredible. Like, mm-hmm. that's just. It's, if you've watched like any, if you know anything about what was going on with his leg, like that is a phenomenal story that everybody should be rooting for, mm-hmm. especially since no matter what, they shouldn't beat the Packers in the playoffs. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, it's going to be really interesting. Next week, we're gonna we're gonna break down that division, okay. and I and I want you to pick. You know, we're gonna look at the schedules and what's remaining ahead. Um. You know, I, I just want to get your pick as it, far as... It would mean something to one team if they actually won this division. One. The rest of them? Yeah. Well, it, the Eagles and Cowboys, they could hop up and win it right now and yeah, it would they, still be, it, it it would be an epic disappointment. It means nothing. I think it would mean something to both the two teams that yeah. are fighting for it. You don't think it means anything to the Redskins? Listen, because the Redskins are still in the midst of this huge rebuild. They don't have a quarterback. they got to find a quarterback. Alex Smith is not the answer for the future. Dwayne Haskins is the third string guy. He is out. Ron Rivera has no alliance to that guy. He obviously doesn't believe in him. Yeah. Or else true. he'd be playing. That's true. So and, and Alex Smith has played well. And like the this, Giants. This is classic Alex Smith football. Like, I'm not gonna lose you a game. I'm gonna make the throws I need to make. Like I, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm not gonna, you know, it's not always flashy, but you if you play a good game around me. We we can win, mm-hmm. and as Rivera with the defensive coach, hell, that's all I need. I mean, and they got first runners all up in the defensive front, but the Giants under Joe Judge, uh, Daniel Jones has shown some improvement. He's he's nicked up now, which is going to hurt them big time. Yeah. Um, but you know they've been in, they've lost all these games, and they've been in like all of them. Yeah, and you can see they've actually get they've gotten better. Saquon's going to come back next year. So uh, yeah, next year. So I mean, to me, I, and I actually they, they, think them winning this division is actually the big a big stepping stone because they're closer than the than the Washington football team. Well, and I'll, I'll say this: I, I I understand your logic in that, and I'll even go a step further. You know how good has this been? For Daniel Jones to be in a division football fight in meaningful games, mm-hmm. even though the games they they're not a good a great team, the games yeah. mean something, mm-hmm. and he hasn't had Shaquan to kind of, you know, ha- have to balance that out with. It's like no kid, go out there and win this football game, and let's see what happens. So, if if Shaquan can come back and be anything close, and they actually have balance, mm-hmm. like. I mean, they could actually have some. You're right. I mean, and, and their defense hasn't is has shown improvement. 
and they believe in in Joe Judge and maybe he maybe maybe he's you know the guy the Belichick disciple that might work out. Him well, and Brian Flores. Flores I think yeah. Flores is is a really good coach too. And so, and but Flores, these teams Flores are in a pretty good spot too. They're like, treading in the right direction. Yeah. They're not there yet, but you, I mean at least you see them improving and having a some kind of goal in a in a you know, a plan to get there. So that's why, to me, if the Giants won this division, they're not going to win a playoff game. Um, but it would mean something to them. It's an actual stepping stone, I mean, not just a disappointment. Yeah, not just something that fell into their mm-hmm. lap and they did it. I'll say this. I'll you know I'll say this, and, and I'll leave it alone. I also think it would be like poetic justice if you're a cat, like because I'm a Cowboys hater, mm. and so. <laughs> You know, you lose the division, and now the Giants are all of a sudden, like, next year they would have this momentum, theoretically, mm-hmm. with, with Barkley coming back, to actually give you a fight in the division. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm trying to say? Like, how hilarious would that be? Like, if you actually, if the, if the Giants actually messed around and, you know, became a 9-7, and 10-6 and six football team next year, I mean, the league would be way more interesting that way with, mm-hmm. you know, the NFC actually having a good team or two. Yeah. Now, so long as their interests don't interfere with my interests. <laughs> You see what I'm trying to say? So they're, long as I don't they're see not in the Chiefs division. So so long as I don't see Eli Manning show up at a at a playoff game in Green Bay again. Yeah. Everything is fine. I think we're pretty safe there. Yeah, I'm just uh, I'm just saying I those are like I'm haunted by those football games. It's terrible. <laughs> anyway, Kyker, you got anything else? No. Thank you for dredging up some more Packers fantastic memories in the playoffs. Yeah, man. it really sucks. A lot of heartbreakers it this sucks. last decade. Yeah. Best quarterbacks of all time, two of the best quarterbacks of all time for the last three decades, two Super Bowls, and lots of heartache. And Eli has two. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Roethlisberger has two. Ah, that's ridiculous. Shoot, Flacco's got one. Oh, man. <laughs> Flacco has the same number of, of Super Bowls as Aaron Rodgers. And Brett Favre. And Brett Favre. That's pathetic. It's, uh, it's <laughs> pathetic. Yeah, anyway, very. Uh, be sure to check us out anywhere podcasts are heard, uh, except for Apple. Check us out on Anchor. Check out the Facebook page. Uh, Check us out on Spotify. All right, man. Y'all have a good one.